WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. And again, uh, many different angles of the Kavanaugh story. It's uh, coming uh, fish and cut bait time. In all probability, a vote on the nominee before long. And nearing the end game for that nomination, then, is it possible one of the undecided senators could be swayed against the nominee by the constraints placed on the FBI investigation? Although it, it seems now we've heard from a couple of them, and they seem to have uh, said that the uh, investigation was thorough and complete so far as they could tell. Let's bring in Haley Britsky, reporter Axios, with us live from the nation's capital. And what about that? Does it seem as though the undecideds are falling into line uh, for the nominee, at least on the Republican side? It is starting to look that way, yeah. And, I mean, that's that's sort of what uh, Senator Jeff Flake was going for when he called for this investigation last Friday. He knew, you know, on one hand it would ease concerns of not only constituents but Republicans who felt like the process was getting a little jumbled. Um, but it also was going to put Democrats in a place where they had been calling for this investigation and for Republicans to say, okay, we'll get this investigation going. Um, it puts them in this place of saying, okay, well, what? You know, we, we did what you wanted. Now we have to vote. And so we're seeing, you know, senators like Jeff, Jeff Flake, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, who are all sort of saying they seem like they're okay with this investigation and this report. Um, we won't know for sure, of course, until yeah. the moment they give that vote, but that's the way it's looking. I mean, the bad news for the D's would then be, I mean, it was thought that if two or three of the Republicans could be peeled off, that would give cover to the Democrats like Manchin of West Virginia in states that were uh, carried easily by Donald Trump and give them some cover because some Republicans had defected. But if the Republicans get on board, then who knows? We could see maybe two D's go with the nominee as well. And, of course, that would be disaster for the D's. Right. And so we just learned, um, you know, just just recently today that uh, Senator Heidi Heitkamp will be voting um, against yes. Kavanaugh. But I never thought that she was as much in doubt. I think it's it's uh, Manchin, maybe uh, Montana, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Joe Manchin, I believe, is, is set to go and, and view this report in about 20 minutes is from what I was seeing. And so um, we'll, we'll know more a little bit about what he thinks later. But you're right. I mean, these red state Democrats are facing a lot of pressure from Republicans, uh, especially nearing the midterms. They know that this could have a, a really big effect on uh, their reelection status. And so um, Joe Manchin is certainly someone that everyone's waiting to hear from and kind of waiting to get his take on this. Um, again, it's, it's already not looking very good for the Democrats knowing that Republicans are starting to warm up to the idea of confirming him. But um, it, it is going to be important to see what Senator Joe Manchin says after he views this report. You know, I start to wonder, I mean, you know, uh, Donald Trump uh, suggested a couple of days ago uh, that maybe the idea of an FBI investigation was a good thing. Oh, okay, well, uh, following that trail of thought, the FBI investigation, assuming that nothing uh, came out of left field that really shocked the system, would give cover to the Republicans who were wavering, and now it will give cover to the D's to follow, like Manchin, to follow the R's. So in retrospect, maybe the FBI investigation might have helped Kavanaugh. Right, and so that's what a lot of a lot of uh, people were speculating after Senator Flake's stunt uh, last Friday and saying that, that that he wanted this investigation. It kind of puts these Democrats in a hard place. Um, and Republicans were very confident that nothing new would come out of this report. Um, they seem to have, you know, kind of had that echoed in what they got today. Um, it, it, they don't seem to have read anything that they didn't already know. They feel very confident that nothing has changed. They have no new um, evidence. 
And so at the end of the day, the Democrats got what the Republicans say is, is what they wanted. Of course, Democrats are saying this wasn't a full investigation. Um, this, you know, this yeah. was so quickly rushed. They didn't talk to enough people. So, um, but at, at the end of the day, it, it wasn't an investigation that the Democrats wanted. And so that kind of gives Republicans uh, a higher place to stand. Well, if you recall, beginning of the week, uh, reports uh, that uh, the administration was constraining the investigation. Then the administration in midweek said, no, 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 the FBI can pursue uh, what it wants. And then here near the end of the week, reporting that indeed the administration did constrain the investigation. So we're back to square one again. Right. Amazing that that was only the beginning of this week. It feels like it was last month. Um, but uh, no, that's exactly right. I mean, and that's what Democrats are saying is that the, the White House got in the way of this investigation. Um, and and we, we know um, it's being reported that the FBI only talked to nine people. They, they reached out to 10, only interviewed nine. And so um, for a lot of people, that, that doesn't seem like enough. A lot of Democrats are saying, you know, we, we gave you more leads that you did not follow up on, and they're placing that blame on the White House, which, of course, the White House is disputing. Um, Ross Shaw said this morning that we did not, um, you know, oversee this investigation. We referred it completely to them. Um, so at the end of the day, all, the bottom line of this is that no side um, is going to be seeing eye to eye on this. No side is going to be happy uh, with what the other is saying. The yeah. Democrats are going to be upset with this investigation and the way it was handled. Republicans are going to continue to say that the Democrats never had any interest in the investigation anyway. They're just looking to obstruct Kavanaugh's company. And, of course, Majority Leader McConnell says the uh, Democrats keep uh, moving the goalposts. And, indeed, uh, it seemed as though lately the the greater uh, uh, accusation against Kavanaugh, assuming that the sexual stuff cannot be corroborated, uh, simply was that he lied or told falsehoods on the, on the stand, in particular, about his alcohol consumption and whether he blacked out several times. Right. So that's something that, again, like you said, uh, the Republicans have been frustrated by is that the Democrats, you know, they're saying, well, I thought we cared about this investigation. And now you're saying the way he acted and his temperament and things like that. And, and that, that's not a, that's not the point that we're looking at. Um, of course, I do think it's always important to look at is someone telling the truth on the stand. I think we can all agree that that's something important to think about. But uh, when Democrats are bringing that up, Republicans are not going to look at that as a good faith argument, of course. They're not going to see that as a genuine, or a genuine concern um, of his uh, truthfulness. And especially with the career that he's had on the bench, um, Republicans are satisfied enough to say that they're not concerned with things like that. And let me turn this now to more personal. I, I take it you're fairly young, 20s or 30s? That's correct. Uh, any sense, I mean, maybe you've been so busy working the story you haven't had time to talk to some of your friends of comparable age outside journalism, but just to sense uh, this as a, a defining moment uh, to the extent that your generation has been following the story, what it may mean politically and socially in this country, whether this changes anything in how your generation perceives politics, uh, social policy, how things are run in America, men versus women, any of that there, Haley? Yeah, so that's that's a great question, and it is something that um, I, I feel like every day I'm having new conversations with friends and, and family close to me about something like this, because um, it, this is sort of changing the way we're viewing the Me Too movement. I mean, for so long it was about workplace harassment, but now this new sort of wave of Me Too is asking us to look back at things that happened to us in our past, things that happened to us in high school and college, and and a sort of reckoning of uh, realizing that something we may have experienced wasn't okay when we tried to brush it aside as something that was. Um, I think uh, one of the biggest impacts we're seeing 
specifically from what's happening with Brett Kavanaugh is that now uh, we're, we're looking at this as it's becoming a political issue. Um, sexual harassment and assault should not be a political issue. I think we can all agree that those two things are wrong, but it's now becoming this issue, this, you know, topic of what are we willing to look past to get someone uh, confirmed into office or confirmed to events? Yeah. I, I think this has grown to be something bigger than Kavanaugh. It's, you know, he, 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 this issue with him is going to end eventually, but the conversation will last much longer um, than than his uh, the, the battle over his. But I mean, this gets to something uh, I find interesting, and and that is. Uh, where uh, obviously we've had Hollywood moguls who had liberal progressive political views who've been implicated for harassment or sexual assault. We've had conservative politicians. We've had liberal politicians. Uh, we've had clergy. We've had business. But uh, uniquely, it seems, with the Kavanaugh thing, uh, has it not in a way uh, kind of identified the Me Too movement uh, just to the political left, and that could be to the detriment of the Me Too movement? Right. And so I... I- I think that it's important to, to recognize kind of how how easy it will be um, if we're not careful for the Me Too movement to spin into something that it isn't supposed to be about. It's not supposed to be about um, a, a political tug of war versus one side or the other as much as it is saying um, that women are, are comfortable, men and women, comfortable to step forward and say what they've experienced yeah. without fear of being called a liar or being called overdramatic or what have you. Um, so I, I think that, again, this is becoming a political issue, whether we like it or not. And I think we have to tread very carefully into how we handle this, because, again, this conversation is going to last uh, far longer than uh, even, I would say, his his term on the bench is going to last. Um, we're going to remember this moment as uh, a very um, intense moment in our country, something that sets the, the precedent for years and years to come. And so I think we should be very careful about the way we're handling that. All right. Well, thanks for indulging me on some of that more personal stuff. Uh, very interesting, though, how it shapes our society. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Uh, Haley Britsky, reporter Axios, with us live uh, from Washington.